the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, Christmas gets ever closer, and so does the winter storm that is approaching. Uh, We'll give you the details on that, what you can expect if the forecast is to be trusted in the penultimate Bruce Hooley show of 2022. That's the word of the day, kids, penultimate. It means uh, next to last, as we will be here tomorrow and then not Thursday and Friday and not next week. But boy, do we have a lot of news to talk about today in the local area that uh, spans our audience on 98.9 in Columbus and on 94.5 in Dayton. And it is not good news. It is the uh, car theft of a vehicle in which two five-month-old twins uh, were in their car seat. And one of the twins has been found at the Dayton airport, but the other at this moment has not been found, nor has the suspect in the case been found. It all began last night about a quarter to 10 uh, near downtown Columbus at a Donato's Pizza location, East 1st and North High Street. A woman went inside to get a pizza and did what they tell you to never do. Left her car running with her children inside. And someone who reports say had been in the pizza store shortly before, someone who Police recognized, or perhaps they put together, I don't know, credit card receipt, something, but they are very certain that they have the identity of the person who they uh, saw in the store a few moments earlier and matched up with her criminal profile, 24-year-old Nala Jackson. Uh, WSYX Channel 6 says uh, she is known as a um, car thief. So my question would be, if she's known as a car thief, why is she not incarcerated? I know, simple question, right? But if you have the kind of reputation that when police see you on a store security video and they instantly know, oh, I know who that is. Oh, yeah, they've arrested her several times. Who knows how many times? I don't want to guess, but it'll be eye-opening probably to find out once, let's hope, they do find her. How many times she's been interacting with police on this very charge before? Is the Franklin County Jail usually at capacity? Have you seen any numbers on that? Are you even able to get numbers on that? I don't know, but I know there's a, I, there was a vacancy in the cell where David Johnson the well, Third was yes. supposed to be. Good point. <laughs> the person uh, who had been at that point in time accused of two murders, and he was let out via a clerical error. So I don't know if there are uh, cells available, but uh, she's out and on the run because, (coughs) excuse excuse me, one of the two twins is presumably with her. I I certainly, we need to pray for the safety of that other five-month-old twin. Uh, 
The reports say that the suspect in the case, Nala Jackson, was at the Donato's shortly before the car was stolen. She is seen on video leaving the Donato's just before the car was taken. According to police, she has a history of stealing cars left running, which, of course, were uh, the circumstances in this particular case. Now, so this happened at a quarter to ten. The mother, frantic, as you can imagine, I had a brush with this kind of desperation once uh, in our lives as parents. One of our girls, we could not account for her whereabouts for somewhere between an hour and 90 minutes. It's without question the worst hour to 90 minutes of my life and of my wife's life. It was very innocent. She had uh, been picked up by a friend to go to a basketball camp that morning at our local school. And it just slipped my wife's mind, and I was at work, and she was perfectly safe, and to this day is mad at us that we sent the sheriff over to make sure she was where she was. But nevertheless, the desperation is immeasurable. And so I have great, great, great empathy for um, the 20, uh, for the mom in this uh, particular case. The twins' names are Kyer and Kaysen Thomas. They were inside their mom's Honda Accord. She ran in to get a pizza. Car stolen. Car's very distinctive. It's missing a front bumper. So it shouldn't be that hard to find if people are aware and you all get Amber Alerts. I had the Amber Alert on my phone last night. So 945, this happens. They found one of the infants in his car seat in a parking lot. Now, does that mean in the car? It apparently must not mean in the car. The car seat must have been taken out of the car. Because a a person at the Dayton airport found the baby crying and brought him into the terminal at 4.37 a.m., which begs the question, I've been to the Dayton airport, unless it's become increasingly much, much busier than the last time I was over there, I can't imagine there were very many people around at 4.37 a.m. in Dayton. What time's the first flight leave? Like maybe 5.30, maybe 6? So thankfully they brought, and it's a super cold night. So the child was brought inside. Butler Township paramedics and airport officials checked the child. Uh, The parents of the twins then went to the Dayton airport. Of course they did to uh, retrieve their one son. And so this is a horrific story. And there are, as of this hour, no updates on it. Updating you on a story that we talked about in the same realm, the same tragic realm, although nothing blatantly criminal took place, although criminal charges have resulted from it. The driver of the truck that hit and killed a four-year-old girl in the Westerville area on trick-or-treat night, uh, that driver has been charged by Columbus City Attorney Zach Klein with vehicular manslaughter and vehicular homicide. I don't know the facts of this case beyond the rudiments that I just gave you. I said at the time, This is one of those things where it's not something that I feel in my heart to the same degree that I do when something happens like the car theft that resulted in these two twins, uh, these twins going missing. Or in the case of this uh, scumbag David Johnson, who was already in prison for two murders and and was allowed to walk out because of a clerical error and then committed what we believe is a third murder of a 21 year old expectant father. Those are blatant, willful, criminal acts. 
A criminal act can result from unintentional behavior, and it appears to me that that is what happened when this four-year-old child and the child's mother were struck by a truck. Pam, you know this area of Westerville. and Have you not commented that this is a very dark area, not well lit, that there have been issues there before? Yes. The the park is on the... Let me get my bearings here. So that's uh, the west side. Route 3 runs north and south, or Westerville Road, just north of Morris Road. And uh, the incident happened at Westerville Road and Valley Park, which is a crosswalk, kind of, uh, I would say, maybe a couple of blocks north of Morris Road. But it's very dark in the area. And they do have crosswalk signs and some lights that... Apparently, you can push a button. But I I have to be honest with you. I travel Lewis Center Road on a regular basis Mm -hmm. now. My daughter played at that park, played softball in her younger years. Uh, I live far north now, and I go across Lewis Center Road. They have a gigantic crosswalk Mm -hmm. set up on Lewis Center Road in front of an elementary school. You couldn't miss that one if you tried. But the one on Route 3 that's just north of Morse Road where the, this incident occurred, it's two signs, one on each side, and it has some small flashing lights, but they're, in my opinion, minimal. Uh, and I can imagine that probably if this goes to trial, per se, I, don't, I, don't, I know he's charged, but I don't mm-hmm. know how they handle this type of – I'm, I'm going to guess that he's going to say he didn't see the lights. Yeah. I don't think they're large enough. Well, there'll be certainly debate about that. Yes. Uh, the person who has been arrested, I, I almost hesitate to give his name because I don't believe this was a criminal intent. He did stop when the incident occurred. Yeah, he stopped occurred. and was very cooperative Correct. with the authorities. Yes. So uh, his name, he's a Hispanic gentleman, Lazaro Robles Becerra. He's 50 years old, could face six months in jail and a $1,000 fine. Uh, this is not the same kind of mindset of the people that we frequently talk about on this show who willfully steal cars and who murder mm-hmm. and are involved in drug trade and gang activities and the things like that. But boy, listening to Zach Klein, the city prosecutor, I would like for Zach Klein to get this upset about somebody like David Johnson, who walked out of the Franklin County jail via a clerical error. I'd like to hear Zach Klein be like outraged that he's out and about. And then when he commits what we believe is a third murder, see Zach Klein move to some kind of emotion. But Zach Klein, Andrew Ginther, Shannon Harden, the council president, they're not going to go near a microphone not near a microphone, when their feckless stewardship of their duties perpetuates crime in the city of Columbus. But let somebody not see a child in a crosswalk on trick-or-treat, and then, boy, let's bring down the wrath of the law enforcement community on top of him. Here's Zach Klein's quote. Anyone who operates a vehicle carelessly or recklessly on our city streets will be held accountable Especially if that operation threatens public safety or results in injury or tragic loss of an innocent life. So no empathy there from Zach Klein at all. Mm-hmm. That the person who is responsible for this definitely feels horrible about it. And he wasn't driving impaired or he would be charged with that. The eventual outcome of cancel culture will be that once all the leftists and the Marxists and the godless demonize and cancel the rest of us, uh, they will inevitably turn on themselves. Uh, Proof of this is playing out in Columbus with the 
highly touted Columbus Civilian Police Oversight Review Board, uh, which is now one member lighter than it was upon its founding because the review board has turned against one of its own. Uh, His name is Gambit C. Aragon III. Gambit C. Aragon III. Uh, He has been uh, voted out of the Police Civilian Oversight Review Board, or at least we're waiting on Andrew Ginther to throw the guillotine to get rid of Gambit C. Aragon III, which seems like a foregone conclusion, given that Mayor Ginther has recommended that he be axed and kicked off. And the Oversight Review Board last night did pretty much what Andrew Ginther asked them to do by an 8-1 vote. Now, who's the one? Ah, well, that's really interesting. But first, what was Gambit C. Aragon's crime? Well, he got out of line and uh, criticized the mayor. And he criticized, of course, Columbus police. But that doesn't get you kicked off the Columbus Civilian Oversight Police Review Board. That, that's how you get on, is criticizing police. So it's not, it's not really an issue that Gambit C. Aragon criticized police. It's that he criticized police for doing something that Andrew Ginther's new chief of police, Elaine Bryant, put in place as one of her reforms. You remember the Holly Drag Storytime flap where some militia members, concerned citizens and others, showed up in Clintonville at the Unitarian Universalist Church to protest a drag show scheduled for, I think, two weeks ago Saturday? Because the drag show was offering free admission to kids under two. So... At that particular event, Columbus police attended, and they have, I forget what they call it, a discourse unit, a dialogue unit. Basically, it's a group of police who were trained in de-escalating tense situations. And one of the things that the police are trained to do to de-escalate a situation is to interact with the people who are tense. Go up and talk to them. Hey, man, what you doing? How you doing? Hey, come on, you know, dial it back a little bit here. And you try to be as agreeable as possible in the midst of your interactions because the hoped-for result of your interactions is that you can bring the temperature down in a tough situation. And in the course of interacting with one of the militia members who was there, a police officer committed in the eyes of Gambit C. Aragon III the unpardonable sin of high-fiving a member of the opponents of the drag show. And uh, Mr. Aragon took this as proof that the police were aligned ideologically with those protesting the drag show. And he went on social media and he ripped the whole process. Uh, he said at his hearing last night, or his little special detention meeting, I've been swimming against the stream for quite some time. I don't care about convention or decorum or pretension. When human lives are at stake, I'm not a politician. I actually want to help my community. Now, he had gone on social media and called Columbus police oppressors, uh, criticized the drag performers for even wanting Columbus police involved in the security plan at the drag show, 
and had used the hashtag. I'm not even going to repeat what the hashtag is. It's not obscene. I just don't understand what it is, but it was used uh, in connection with anti-police protests in downtown Columbus in the George Floyd riots in 2020. So Aragon also said that he wanted the Oversight Review Board to file a complaint with the Columbus Inspector General about police misconduct at the event. Now, Mr. Aragon, it turns out, was affiliated with or in some way connected to the, remember I told you at that event there was a gay-owned security firm that was involved in the event and that the event was supposedly canceled because there was a disagreement about police being there, only the more we dug into it, the more we found out that the disagreement was not that police were there. The disagreement was that the gay security firm did not want cops there. So Mr. Aragon affiliated in some way with the gay-owned, gay-staffed security for the event had his, um, well, I'll just say he was upset with the police being there. So he went to social media to criticize them, and this upset the mayor, and the mayor said, Gambit C. Aragon's got to go, and so Gambit C. Aragon is on his way to being kicked off. Now, what's very interesting about this is that one of the members of the Police Oversight Review Board, Attorney Kevin Strickland, voted to keep Mr. Aragon on the board. Now, what is noteworthy about that? What is noteworthy about that is that, in my view, Mr. Strickland is not himself being kicked off the board because he has already done exactly what Mr. Aragon is being kicked off the board for doing, which is criticizing police on his social media account, indicating that he is not, nor really anybody on this committee, an objective arbiter of whether police or are innocent in a matter. Mr. Strickland has determined in the past that police are, well, pretty much to coin a phrase used by Mr. Aragon, oppressors. When did Mr. Strickland go ballistic on police? Ah, it was after the shooting of Micaiah Bryant, the 16-year-old who was in the process of threatening another girl with a knife when she was shot and killed by a Columbus police officer who has since been exonerated in that case. But Mr. Strickland did not wait for that police officer to be exonerated in that case. No, he did not. He went on social media that very night and wrote this on his Facebook page. This is a nightmare. Don't let anyone tell you to wait for all the facts while they simultaneously frame their own narrative of what occurred. We've seen this story (coughs) before over and over again. So my question is, what is he doing still on the Police Oversight Review Board? Because he also wrote, in America, black people are killed by police and then blamed for their own deaths. He's worse in his prejudice than Mr. Aragon. But Aragon is gone because Strickland didn't criticize the mayor. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.